I was in a desperate situation. The Bayou type stuff. Get out of my house. Avocado tiles back in stock. Why do you feel bad about it? Well, you stop it. it. Sounds like a circus. That's weird. I was freaking out. It's, it's like an insurance claim. It sticks with the house. It went terribly wrong. Scenes oh. and I'm like extortion. I'm real estate, real estate is crazy. Is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Hey everyone, welcome to The Humor House. I'm your host, Christina Johnson, and today my guest is Daniel Tromello with Acceleration Capital. Hi, Daniel. Thanks for joining us today. How are you, Christina? Thanks for having I'm, me. Appreciate I'm it. good. I'm excited. I'm excited for you to tell your story, and I really want to start with who you are and what you do, how you got started in, in this line of work. Sure. That's a long question. It's a long answer. <laughs> That's okay. We have time. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a real estate investor. Uh, keep it long and short. I've been buying real estate um, actively, very actively for about three and a half years as far as to scale, mm -hmm. um, meaning like over 150 to 200 properties a year. That's a lot. Yeah, exactly. Prior to that, I was in financial planning, wealth management, and, you know, bought, bought real estate, but nothing like this. And, um, that's what I do. And, you know, like I am, we're also lenders. We, we really serve agents and brokers on the private money side too. And, um, the whole purpose of our business is to support the real estate entrepreneur. So mm -hmm. we work a lot with agents, um, helping them, you know, kind of find these, some of these assets, what to do when they get them. And then we work a lot, um, obviously with other investors too, um, whether we're selling them a project or we're able to fund them. Yeah. And, I like uh, to, to say that I think, from based on the, on the stories that you've told me that you buy the properties that other investors won't touch, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we buy, if, you know, we buy, we buy properties that we're going to be able to sell for a profit. And mm -hmm. so we look past maybe a lot of other things. Traditional investors may look past that are buying four to five houses a year versus a couple hundred or, you know, you, you see things a lot, you know, a little bit differently when you are buying a bigger, you know, bigger, a bigger tape or amount of properties for sure. Yeah. And some of these situations might scare them and they don't even know maybe how to address them or how to remedy the issues. Yep. And uh, so I kind of put together um, a little game that I'm going to call deal or no deal. So are you, are you interested in, in playing? <laughs> I love it. Deal or no deal is fun. Okay. I'm going to name off a situation and you're going to tell me if this would be a deal that you might, you might buy the house or you might not buy the house. So deal or no okay. deal. Okay. Okay. Sliding down a hill. If the house is sliding down a hill. Semi deal. Depends how bad it is, but I have, bought one, I have bought one that looked like it was, but it was, it was semi, it was kind of sliding down a hill. Yes. Okay. Deal. Mold. Deal for sure. Okay. That kind of goes in with water damage. Depends how bad, but deal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cracked foundation. That's a big one. Yeah. Deal. Okay. Deal. Fire damage. No deal. <laughs> okay. I mean, I've, I've been sent some of these. I mean, they're teardowns. I mean, they legitimately yeah. are teardowns and this, you know, the city, there's a lot of permitting issues attached to those when you when you do get them that you have to mm -hmm. fix and get it to code and it's pretty extensive. So unfortunately, that's usually a pass. Okay, so no deal. Right. Yeah. Um, what if a death occurred on the property? Murder, suicide, or natural <laughs> causes? Deal. <laughs> that's a deal. <laughs> yeah. Pre foreclosures. Deal. 
Okay. Uh, what about a drug house where drugs were either manufactured or used? I have a project right now where, um, check this out. There was a, um, you know, people have grow houses and we mm -hmm. looked up this project. It's actually in Joshua tree. And we're like looking at it. It's like, okay, there's a greenhouse in the backyard. Like interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Whatever. So there, there's a grow house. Okay. Whatever. We talked to the seller. Hey, what's the story here? Had tenants in there. Legitimately. I just found this out yesterday. He's like, dude, three feet of soil in the house, no plants, <gasps> the whole back of the house. And they were growing marijuana back there. Oh no. But we're, we're going to Nescaro on it. So it's a deal. Oh, okay. It's a deal. Okay. <laughs> um, structural issues. So foundation, but then yeah, structural maybe could be termite or something like that. That's affect the structure of the home. It's a deal. Um, unless it needs to be completely torn down. Right. And that's a development play, but we have, we have mm -hmm. investors that might, that might want to buy those. Okay. So not quite no deal. You just might have to have someone else come in on it. Yeah. We have an interesting model where we can close on a lot of unique types of properties because mm -hmm. we also have in our database, like 900 other investors or cash buyers and we're accumulating mm -hmm. that okay. will actually buy those. So we, we would so we can source it for them and toss it over to them. But you know, everyone has their limit. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. good to know. <laughs> yep. Um, unpermitted additions. Cause that's a big one too. Deal. Okay. Deal. Welcome, welcome to California. <laughs> I know. Right? Yeah. Um, tenants who have stopped paying rent or are otherwise uncooperative. I would, a year ago I'd say, or geez, almost the lockdowns happened more than a year ago now, but mm -hmm. I'd say absolutely deal. Like we'll figure it out. The answer is it's a deal begrudgingly. So yeah, they have to at least be somewhat cooperative given the circumstances, you know, we've like had maybe cash ask, for keys or something like that. No problem. But I've had somebody ask for 150,000 cash for keys to move. Oh, that's, you know, that's like, ridiculous. No, that's never no going to happen. Gosh. Yeah. No deal on that one. All right. Uh, how about a nasty divorce situation? I mean, welcome to invest buying the stress <laughs> real estate. Right. Um, yeah hoarding houses because i've gone into a couple of those they're some of my favorite deals yeah the, the major reason why is because usually structurally and everything cosmetically it it's really just cosmetic i right. mean you'd be shocked a lot of these hoarding houses they just gotta move their stuff out but they're mm -hmm. deals for sure okay uh probates someone's passed away they didn't have a trust and it's it's gone to probate court common for us we buy a couple of those a month eh, okay. maybe one or so. yeah all right unfinished or partial construction those are always hard mm -hmm. i have to say like i always want to buy more of those the challenge is if there's a major city permitting issue and like you don't know what the investor did in there i've never been successful on them but i tend to look at them anyway so i okay. put that under probably no deal okay <laughs> but like or maybe see if deal. someone else is interested I'm always optimistic about them for whatever reason. Because <laughs> you see the potential of what it could be, maybe. Yeah, like we had one up in LA. The guy finished almost everything, but he didn't put a, um, you know, like he had to put an engineered beam in. He took out a wall. He had to put in a beam mm -hmm. in. The city required him to put in. He didn't. So oh, the house is kind of sagging, right? Oh, no. Because, you know, they can't need support. the extra support. Need the extra support. And we're like, look, we're not going to buy it. We, have, we might have an investor for it. Not one investor wanted it. And the house is almost fully remodeled. We didn't want to take on the risk either. So, because there was other stuff going on there, but yeah, kind of a deal, but they just never work out. Case by case you know? basis, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's case by case. And then what about vacant land? Do you guys ever do anything with vacant land? 
No, I mean, it, it, if it's vacant land in North Park, San Diego, near okay. other properties, I would say, yeah, right? Mm -hmm. But usually the vacant land in Fallbrook or somewhere kind of rural, you know, it's, it's not our business right now. We're not in agriculture or anything like that, so. Okay, and then have, I guess my next question is, have you ever had a project run, you know, turn into an absolute nightmare? You just kind of gave us some, some situations, but what's one of the worst ones that you, you can think about? Yeah. You know, we had, I, the answer is yes. I mean, if you buy that many properties, like, you know, of course something's <laughs> going to so, happen. Yeah. We had one though. It was really bad. It was a really good project we had. It was down in uh, like university area, North park mm -hmm. and, um, beautiful house. Um, the contractor did an immaculate job. The first time we ever hired him for the job, he didn't um, like you going to the tile work in the bathroom was like pristine. We're like, this guy's which is really hard to find because I see it all the time. And and when when the tile works clean and the lines I mean, are even, it's it's like like that, like very like so detail oriented. The place was beautiful. Put a really nice accent wall when you walked into the property. There's this gorgeous accent wall. It, it was it was like a very like eye-catching little cottage beautiful place and in the backyard it was overlooking a, a hillside right a really mm -hmm. nice view of like a like a canyon in the backyard was a, there was a, a a pretty cool um deck right a nice view it was great yeah and we had two different decks so one of the decks we rebuilt it was like it was a deck here and then like a deck lower that was kind of going towards the bottom of the hill yeah. or kind of and um from top to bottom, from the top of the hill to the bottom, is about 150 to 200 feet. And a gorgeous property, you know, took a month or two longer than we wanted to in, in construction, but it was so detailed and there was a lot going on there to fix it. So we put it on the MLS, we list it, ready to sell the thing. And um, we, you know, we're, we end up getting into escrow, you know, fairly quickly, considering mm -hmm. this is about a year and a half ago now, two years ago, prior to this crazy market we're in now, right? Yeah. So. Really quickly going to ask her, I'd say within two weeks, um, you know, we're collecting offers. We have a, a mom and daughter excited to live in the house. It's a beautiful, cute house. It's a three bedroom, two bath, like perfect for them. So great. So we're like, cool, let's open up escrow. We get an escrow. And while we're in escrow, the bottom deck, our, my landscaper, every time you, whenever you put a property in the market, right, you want it, you want, you always want it to be presentable. So our landscaper goes there. Once every, once every few days, once every couple of weeks, cuts the grass, right? Put, does, right. Does, whatever, does whatever he has to do to clean it up. And he left the water on. Oh, and, no. um, and the water softened up the, the soil a lot towards the bottom deck. And the, the actual deck slid down the hill. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Slid down the hill. How far and did it slide down the hill? All the way down. Oh, man. Oh, man. Because... Now, this contractor that we hired, we thought, you know, he's, we asked him, re make sure those beams are, those beams are, re or, you know, not the beams, the post and like posts and piers yeah. are reinforced on that project. He's like, yeah, it looks good. He kind of, he gave a, it's fine type scenario. Right. We trusted him and it did look fine. But the problem is it slides down the hill and it literally in escrow. And then it took almost a year. And because the problem is when you get there's something something you have to get a soils report by the city oh. and you have to go through the whole kit and caboodle engineer. Yes. Like, I mean, things, you, things you don't know you ever have to learn until you, you know, Actually, you learn them as you it. go a lot yes. of times. Like it was the first time for me, but $90,000 later, oh. you oh, know, that takes a hit in your like, pocketbook for sure. Yeah. I mean, 
No bueno. Did you I mean, just I, look I, at that and shake your head and be like, I can't even believe I'm looking at this right now. This has just slid like 150 feet down a hill. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like, how do you explain it? Like you're, I think there's just shock is the only word because it's like so obscure. Like I've seen a lot of things, in, but like that's such an obscure scenario. And, you know, unfortunately the, the mom and the daughter, like after six months, went about another place. Like they hung on for a while. Oh. COVID so they, happened though. Yeah, they had to and move so on. the city was slow approving permits because COVID hit right in March of last year. So there was like city slowed down, permitting slowed down. So like that was pretty rough. I mean, I'm not gonna what lie. That was probably, yeah, I always felt I felt really, really terrible about that whole scenario. I always felt like it was my fault because I hired the lines landscaper and yeah. But what know, are you gonna do? Tough. It's just one of those things you can't predict would happen, and then you nope. just you're like, we just have to deal with it. We just have to solve the problem. And then and then move on to something else. Yeah, so. one of the partners, one of my partners in my company now, he says he has a line is is he has a one liner that says education is expensive. <laughs> it is, it is, and I always say yeah. that you learn something new in every single transaction. Never think yeah. you know or have seen it yeah. all because it will bite you in the mm -hmm. butt. Just when you think you know it all, something happens and just whack right in the face, right in the kisser. Power, right in the kisser. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so then you have that situation. What's the strangest or creepiest situation you've ever been in? Because you've been in a lot of different types of houses. So some that regular people probably wouldn't even want to set foot in. Yes, I've been I've been in quite a few interesting scenarios. Like when you buy fixers and distressed properties, you know, you're dealing with and a lot of times, not all the time at all. A lot of mental illness, um, a lot of bad, poor mental health. Like it's usually not a, it's, I'm not gonna say it's always a bad scenario, but a lot of times, sometimes it is, unfortunately, like yeah. it can be pretty sad. Um, and so I've definitely been in some interesting environments, to say the least, like yeah. crack house type places for sure. Um, oh, my wife will be like, what, where are you going? You know, but like, <laughs> and um, you're like, my GPS is on my location. If I'm yeah, not out of there in two hours, come find me. <laughs> but I had a really funky one not long ago, I want to say it was like within six months ago is I get a call and, um, I get a call and working with this agent, but he's kind of working with the seller. Cause this, this, this woman's looking to sell her house and she's oddly facing foreclosure in this beautiful property in Encinitas. You know, I'd say beautiful property, very nice property in Encinitas. Spruced yeah. up is gorgeous. I mean, it is, I mean, I think we're couple hundred yards from the water, something oh, like that. Wow. That's um, yeah. That's very Cardiff, odd facing foreclosure. Part of Encinitas. Yeah. It's kind of a unique scenario. So get a call. It's like, Hey, you know, listen, we can't get a hold of a tenant. We have to sell our property. Like, can you help us? And one of the things people know about me when they call me in, cause a lot of times I tell agents, I tell sellers if they're done with a tenant, like, Hey, I'm an extension of you. I can help you through these scenarios. Mm -hmm. um, I'm here to back you up, you know? Right. And he said, yeah, you know, you know, if, if you want, cause they're all like, they sent us the property. I'm like this, we could buy this, you know, for sure. Look, it looks like it meets our numbers originally. Right. The numbers going in, I think we could, we thought we could buy it for 1.1. I think it was going to be worth needed about 250 grand. Mm -hmm. I think 1.7. Okay. Once remodeled or something like that. Um, now it'd be probably 2 million. I don't know, but, and, um, I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go take a look at it. The numbers make sense, but it couldn't get a hold of the tenant. She's not answering phone calls, like nothing. He's like, it's a weird scenario. There's a lot going on there. There was a death on the property. Okay, cool. Okay. I've dealt with death before. Whatever. No biggie. You know? No biggie. So I, he's like, but the tenant is super hostile. Oh. I'm like, 
I'm like, you know what? I'll go over there. Like I've been in weirder environments. She's like, he's, you know, cool. I'll just, I'm, I'm, I think my, I'm friendly enough. So anyway, I show up to the property and right away I get a very bizarre feeling. I'm like, this is kind of a weird environment, right? It's kind of like a darker place in Encinitas. Like not what you would think a property out there looks like. Um, and so I get to the property and I start walking up to the property. I'm like, it's kind of weird. And so I have my hands up just in case. And I, have, I always write, like, if, if the seller or the tenant's not there, I always, like, I'll write a handwritten note, something like that I can drop off, right? So I have right. Right, I'm writing a handwritten note outside because I'm, like, 20, 30 feet away from the door because I'm kind of getting freaked out. Like, should I actually knock on this door? It's yeah. And so I, write, I start writing a note, like, oh, hey, you know, it's Daniel, and I'm an investor, and blah, 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 right? I want to help you move out of this place or whatever I can do to, to give you, you know, money to Some move. Help. I understand it's a tough scenario. You're right. Trying to be mindful. So anyway, I start writing a note. And I hear, I hear this, this lady goes, Hey, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I put my hands up like this. Right? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not armed. Like, hey, my name is Daniel. Like I'm an investor. I was talking to the, you know, an agent here working with the seller. I, I heard I couldn't get a hold of you. You know, I, I noticed some Don't interesting stuff. You know? I was like, I know some interesting stuff happened here. I don't know what. And she has like high, I can tell she has hives all over her face. Like she's so stressed. Right. And um, I'm like, and she's talking me through a screen, like on the side of the door. I'm like, okay, like, is everything okay? Like, tell me, you know, we start talking. I said, look, I want you to know, I don't really have a dog in this fight. Like I'm here helping the seller. I'm here helping, um, you know, out of the situation. She wants to sell. I don't know if you know this, this place is facing foreclosure, which means, you no, know, it's going to be sold at a trustee sale and you're going to be kind of basically homeless unless you yeah. kind of figure something out. I'm like, the good news of working with myself and my team is we can help give you money to move. We can help relocate you, I, you know, so you tell me how, you know, what you want to do. And like, like I said, I'm just here to help. That probably de-stressed her right de-stressed away. Her. I disarmed her a little bit. She's like, okay, you're not just some criminal weirdo or just, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm like, no. And I was like, but I know some stuff happened here. I don't exactly know what. But please tell me. She goes, there's a murder in this house. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, and I was like, okay. And she's like, how about, she goes, you know what? Oh. You want a beer? Oh. <laughs> I'm like, um, hey, there's a murder I, in this house. You want a beer? Let's. <laughs> I was like, I don't drink beer. I mean, I do whatever. I was like, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll come in and talk to you. Yeah. So she invites me into the house, right, which is cool. And the house is actually in really good shape. Mm-hmm. So she took good care of it. She's just so stressed. Right. Well, starts, clearly if there was a murder, she's stressed. So I'm like, so I'm sitting in the house. I'm like, hey, there's a murder here. Like, this is bizarre. The tenants in here, this is bizarre. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and she, she, she cracks a beer. She's like, here you go. I'm like, cool, whatever. Like, I'll drink the beer with you. So I'm taking a <laughs> sip of this beer. Hanging she's out with her. She's just prepping you to hear the story. She's just right? five foot one hundred. <laughs> yeah, she's just five foot one, 115 pound woman from, I think she's from Hawaii. <laughs> And oh, she's just gosh. like, she's, she was nice. Honestly, she yeah. was just so stressed. So we start chit-chatting and, and she starts telling me the story. She's like, yeah, so the seller's son, she's like, you see the ADU back there? There's an ADU in the backyard. I'm like, yeah. And it was blocked off. Caution so an ADU tape is a it. rent, like a rental unit in the back. Yeah, an accessory dwelling unit. Exactly. So it's like, you know, okay. it's it's a garage in the backyard you can live in with plumbing oh, and electric. Okay. Got it. To make it sound simple. Yeah, exactly. So it's a little rental unit in Encinitas. Mm-hmm. They probably rent it for way too much money, right? right? Anyway, but the seller, the owner's son was living back there and he apparently was a druggie, drug dealer, mm. a lot of issues. 
And she starts telling me the story. She's like, yeah, he was always, like, he'd kind of come in here and he'd have his drug buddies in the back alley and they would do some deals, like whatever, kind of, I don't know if it was meth or, I'm like, okay, so like, what's the story? You know, right. she's like, well, he shacked up with this woman who apparently was married to this guy that lives in Fallbrook. Oh. And she was found murdered in that ADU. <gasps> Oh my like, it was like a few months, like it wasn't long one after I met her. She goes, oh. she was strangled to death and <gasps> there were needles and oh. it was a, it was a gruesome murder. Right. So my, right now, my, right away, my heart was like, oh, my heart rate's like jacked. Right. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah. I, and I'm like, part of you like, wait, you said there was some issues. You didn't say there was like a really yeah, horrific was, murder on the yeah, Death and murder are two different, right. Oh, like my natural gosh. death. Yes, that's t two completely different things. Yeah. And so she's like, I'm like, okay. So it's like, yeah, so what happened? Well, the guy, like, he's wanted for murder now. So I start to get the backstory, right? Right. So, like, I'm like, okay, like, you, this place is still pending foreclosure. Like, so we start to get to the facts of, like, how to help her. And she's like, we exchanged numbers. She's like, like, let's work together. You know, this this story is still going, I think, ongoing. I found out, mm -hmm. you know, this it still goes. But, like, I found out later that um, basically this, the son, you know, allegedly murdered this woman, the, mm -hmm. the son of the seller. She was married to this guy. He flees to LA, right? Yeah. He flees to LA during the investigation. They catch him, they bring him back. He's saying, I didn't do it. The husband did it, right? Starts blaming the oh. husband. So they're all under investigation. This is like an ongoing oh investigation. Gosh. He was in jail. He was arrested by the time I'm at her house, right? And I'm like, holy crap. So yeah. she's like, she's like, yeah, so... I haven't paid a penny of rent. She's like, why would I? Yeah. I'm freaked out. The sellers now, like the rent was covering her mortgage, right? Well, I'm sure. And why would they expect her to pay rent if she's been living through this whole situation that's gone on? I mean, that's just a she's huge like, liability she's like, I in itself. Her phone calls. I don't want to talk to her because she started yeah. to blame the seller. And I'm like, so all the stories started to really start to make sense, yeah. right? I'm like, okay, it's all making sense. Of, and this is heavy stuff. I'm like, I don't yeah. know if I want to be any part of this thing. Because like, <laughs> if this thing's still going on, but I told her, I was like, I can, if I can be the buyer of this property and I'm going to work with the seller, like I can absolutely give you money to move. Yeah. I have no problem doing that, you know, like, and it just got, you know, end up leaving the property. Unfortunately, I think it ended, they never took an offer. Wow. And the reason why she, and then she, when I originally said, oh, I can get it for one, one or one. And I started to be like, you know what? I don't want this at all. But if you give it to me, I need a very low price because I don't know yeah. what to do. I kind of freaked out about it. And she was like, I want 1.64 at 1.7, which is oh, what it's brother. worth as a fully remodeled, yeah. legit property. And she needed that money to help pay for her son's attorney fees, which I also didn't know. And wow. it's really sad. The property went to foreclosure, I think like a couple months ago. Oh, then they lost any opportunity they had to make any money they at all. They lost everything. Yeah, she owed like seven. I think she owed like 900 on it. She would at least walk away with a couple hundred grand to See? help with the attorney fees. That's crazy because desperation makes people make bad financial decisions yep. and it, it would have been better for her at least to walk away with a few hundred thousand. But I mean, you're right because when I'm showing buyers homes, there's a big difference between a natural death on a property versus yeah. a violent death. And they won't want to pay a premium no matter how nice you fix up that home for something yeah. that had a violent death on it. That know, kind of energy, man. Yeah. You have to juju. smudge the house. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd be, I, I should have like, man, if I knew it was a murder, I would have brought my sage and done something <laughs> different here, man. Like, 
You know what I mean? Like, and I was yeah. just looking at the shed back there and it's weird when you, when you know a murder happened at a certain point in the property, you just look at it. You're like, uh, it just doesn't, you, you know, I couldn't stop it. staring at it. I can, and I felt like, is somebody watching me? I didn't yes. feel like they were, but you have these. You can feel it. You, I, yeah. I mean, you go into enough properties, you can feel when the energy is off, which is mm -hmm. a strange thing to say, but mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I, I can feel it. Like I've been in a house 90 degrees outside house has been vacant for months, AC not on. And it is freezing when I walk in and I'm like, Nope, <laughs> this is not a good situation. You can that's feel creepy. it. Yeah. I've had a couple creepy house experiences, but that's like a totally different podcast for I mean, another day. <laughs> for Halloween, right? This is a Halloween podcast. Yeah. But you know, it's really good that there's someone like you who's at least willing to take a look, maybe negotiate to like yeah. help help these homeowners out because where else would they turn? They would just probably go into foreclosure. And then when those sell in foreclosure, there's no disclosure to the new buyer on what's happened to the property. Yeah, like as far as I knew, I was the highest offer and she didn't take it. That's I, I don't understand that at all because it's better to walk away with something than walk away with nothing. I thousand percent agree. I think, you know, she didn't really, I mean, and when it's your son and they're saying they didn't do it. Yeah. Right. That you, st you, you can't think as clear. I mean, we can see yeah. a little bit differently on the outside, but I think she wanted to believe him so much. And like, it's, it was a sad story. I mean, it is really sad. Just of all, of all the properties I've been in that one just kind of, you never, I'll never forget it. Yeah. You know, like, and then I look up the story. I'm like, holy crap. As soon as I get on Google murder house and Encinitas, Cardiff, like, I'm like, oh, I'm calling my wife, calling my friend. I'm like, dude, you know what I just walked into? Like, I'm creeped out. Like, I need to talk to somebody, you know? Yeah. You almost need to sage yourself after you've left the house just to make sure no residual energy yep. has come with you. Yeah, oh, like she, and, you know, she, she traded a couple of Maybe we traded a couple messages a week or two after. Just she's like, "Hey, do you know if it's like?" I said, "If like, I'll help you. I'll, if I sell, if a foreclosure date's posted, I'll let you know." Right, yeah. things like that. But I don't ever know what happened to her. But wow, hopefully she's okay. Hopefully she's okay. Well, yeah. so someone has a, a crazy property that kind of fits some of these descriptions that you have. Uh, yep. Hope is not lost. How can they reach out to you? Sure. So the, um, one of the easiest ways is obviously like my email. Mm -hmm. um, so my email is daniel at accelerationagents.com. Okay. And then, you know, I have a, my, uh, my Instagram is at Daniel Tremello, super easy to find on, on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn. Um, quickest, easy ways. And then my phone number is uh 805-660-3101 they can text me they can call me i'm available awesome. i live in san diego but i have an 805 area code because i'm from up north so and you guys do all of southern california yeah we buy all over southern california so i buy all over san diego riverside county and um orange county la we just closed escrow on a property up in uh, ventura county just okay. like a week ago so we buy up all the way up to you know you could say santa barbara Okay. Ventura. Santa Barbara. All right. Well, cool. Yep. Thanks so much for sharing and taking the time out of your busy schedule to, to sit and share. And, um, you know, again, and if anyone needs to reach out to you, you got the information all included in the show notes. Love it. All Anytime right. You hear about murder stories. <laughs> Thank you so much. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Okay.